0: the florida gators pass rush should be significantly improved for the 2024 season we're going to talk about why that is here on Locked On gators you are locked on gators your daily podcast on the florida gators part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast and on YouTube. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants, Country, and NFL 33. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. And I wanted to talk about the Florida Gators Pass Rush here because I know we've, we've spent a lot of time in the past, really, couple of weeks just talking about how this team does, on paper, conceptually look better at quite a few spots. And Pass Rush is a spot where in 2023, poof man, was it just absolutely terrible at times. And we talked about it a lot where it got to the point where opposing offenses could just go, okay, put a tight end wherever Prince Leoman Mellon is, double him, and then we're scot-free. Like, there's not going to be a pass rush coming from anyone else. And that was fairly true. Like, like let's call a spade a spade. That was, that was pretty accurate if that's all you wanted to do, because that's all Florida really made you do like, like they didn't make you respect anything else. They didn't make you work for anything else. However, in 2024, I do genuinely think that's going to be different. Like just looking at the personnel of the defensive line, you've got ham Jackson coming back, which again, not much of a pass rusher, but just need a little bit, just need a little bit. Cam Jackson coming back caleb banks coming back kelby collins and tj searcy in year two tyreek Sapp coming back jamari Lyons, who had quite a few stretches of just just film that he put out that you were like okay he might he might actually be able to be something here and then of course he had the uh the ejected for spitting at someone allegedly um supposedly I want to say like, it looks like he spit on someone. I know he said it wasn't what happened, but it, it's what, it's what it looks like. Um, but Jamar Lyons is back. And again, he put out some pretty good film and he was also a piece that played both the nose tackle and that three technique spot. Then you also, when you look at just the defensive line, you're bringing back justice Boone as well. He is also back from a injury that suffered right before the start of the season. So personnel wise, You've lost Prince Liam Monmielin, who was your leading pass rusher and one of the top pass rushers in the country last year. And you lost Chris McClellan, who was one of your top rotators. But ideally, you look at Chris McClellan gone, Caleb Banks is going to take his spot, while Joey Slackman takes Caleb Banks' spot from 2023 as that starting big end, whatever you want to call him, at 3Tech. Joey Slackman is going to fill that role. And then Caleb Banks fills the Chris McClellan role of kind of alternating uh, both spots there, but the thing that stands out to me really is the versatility that will be on this defensive line, because I don't mean versatility just in the traditional sense of, Oh, he can rush the passer and defend the run reliably. Cause there have been a lot of guys who it's like all right, well, we'll put them in on passing downs and we'll trust them, or we'll put them in on early downs and we'll trust them at that, but not rushing the passer. You've got a lot of guys who can do both pretty respectably. Cam Jackson is one of the exceptions of, okay, well, he's not really a pass rusher, but we're going to hope that we can get something from him there uh, with an with, uh, improved supporting cast around him as well. Joey Slackman is a guy who I do believe can rush the passer and defend the run pretty damn well. Uh, Kelby Collins, take that next step and you're looking at someone who does them both well. TJ, C or C, take that next step, and you're looking at someone who does them both well. But you also have the more modern, I guess, sense of versatility where we talk about being able to line them up all over the formation because that's also what we're talking about just in, in modern football on offense and defense. We talk about positionless football. We talk about, well, cam jackson desmond watson the only guys really where it's like all right you're playing the nose and that's it but we talk about caleb banks played the nose and three tech last year and a little bit of the end a little bit on the edge joey slackman can also do all of that kelby collins can try to play that three tech a little bit i'm not too sure how he's gonna fare there we'll have to see how he's progressed as far as bulking up adding strength whatever it is but at both edge spots the jack and the f we saw we saw him play both of those spots and play that pretty well tj searcy same thing so when you look at just the line personnel you've got a lot of packages of who you can put on the field at any given time and based on your whatever you're expecting from the opposing offense if it's a run heavy offense you've got guys you can put out there It's a pass-heavy offense. You've got guys you can put out there, and you can line up everywhere. But you also look at the depth here because I named, what, nine players on the defensive line. You're going to start and defensive front, because including the Jack, you're going to start four of them. You're going to have five to six backups. And I didn't even name Jack Pyburn, frankly, because I'm not sure what he's going to look like as far as his health, as, as far as anything, really involving the 2024 season i know that he's putting out the videos of him working out but working out is obviously pretty different from actually playing college football but i do think that when you've upgraded your defensive line and again i i feel like i feel like i've been pretty honest about my opinion of some of the moves that have happened this offseason i do feel like you upgraded the defensive line you lost Prince among Mielen and you did not replace him with any individual However, adding Joey Slackman to the starting lineup, moving moving Caleb Banks to the backup spot, getting some kind of progression from Kelby and or TJ Searcy, getting Justice Boone back, Jamari Lyons with another year. I do think that you've improved your your unit overall. And again, I have said before, I'm I'm not too shaken up about the Chris McLellan loss just because he's someone who always had promise but never really hit that ceiling with the Florida Gators. But I do think that you've added versatility Both positionally and skill set wise. And that makes your defensive line better overall. Like I talked about at the top of the show, and like I talked about for weeks and months at this point, Florida in 2023 had a huge issue of block Princely and you win. Like, Like you win the battle as far as the pass rush goes. All teams had to do was focus on containing Princely. Now I think that. You're going to have to focus more on stopping the pass rush as a unit because I do think that you lost the top player from 2023, 2024 at uh defensive line, defensive front players for the Florida Gators. You lost princely and he's the best one. Sure. However, your two is now Joey Slackman and that stepped up and then moved everyone down a list. And I think overall as a unit, you've you've improved considerably. Then we're also going to talk about schematically how you improve that pass rush. We're going to start by talking about blitzing. We'll do that in just a second, but first we're going to get a quick word from Game Time. Today's episode of Locked on Gators is brought to you by GameTime. And if you haven't yet used Game Time to go to any game that's nearby, last minute, you want to do it, you can do it way ahead of time as well. You can do it early, but last minute, if you're looking for a game to go to and you're looking for tickets and you're looking for a decent price to do that. Game time is the exact place to do that with killer last minute ticket deals, all in prices, views from your seat, which I love because I don't know about you. When I spend money to go watch, I've only used it to go to games. When I spend money to go watch a game, I want to be able to do this wild thing called see it and not worry about having my view obstructed by stupid post in left field or anything. And I'm just saying. Game time is the place to do that. Their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and game time has ticket has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after they start. Yeah, when we say last minute, we mean last minute. You can do it like that. Okay. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time and you can use code locked on L O C K E D O N for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets lowest prices. Guaranteed. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And like I mentioned last segment, we're talking about improving this pass rush, and blitzing is going to be a part of that because blitzing is your pass rush plan. It's not just, you know, oh, we're, we're rushing with four, we're rushing with whatever. Part of your pass rush plan is blitzing. And that was a huge selling point when Austin Armstrong came over from Southern Miss. We talked about, oh, he's this incredibly aggressive young defensive coordinator. He's gonna blitz the lights out. He had the eighth highest blitz rate in the league or in the country in 2022 when he was at Southern Miss, coming to Florida then. And so we were sold. We were like, all right, gonna be an incredibly aggressive pass rush. Um, and then the the blitz plan, the pass rush plan, just didn't work out the way that we anticipated. It didn't really go the way that we thought it would, as far as who's being used at what spots, who's blitzing as frequently as whatever, Uh, Ron Roberts is hopefully going to help that become more creative. And we talked about that a bit uh, last week, earlier this week, where one thing that Ron Roberts should really help Florida improve upon with their pass rush is being more creative and being more effective with your blitzes. Because with Florida in 2023, It was pretty much the linebackers are blitzing or nobody's blitzing. It was very rare to get a slot blitz or a boundary corner blitz. Field corner is not a pass rusher, never going to be a threat really, which is fine because it's stupid to use the field corner to do that because when they're coming from the field, which is the far side. And by the time they get all the way over here, ball is probably already out of the quarterback's hands. It's just how things go or they're, they're running, whatever it may be. So, field corner, never a threat. But 10 guys are supposed to be. That's a big Ron Roberts principle. 10 of those defenders are supposed to be pass rushing threats. However, with Austin Armstrong, it was 6 or 7. That's all it was. And so I do think that linebackers will be used more effectively and probably used as blitzers a little less frequently just because Austin Armstrong really used linebackers as blitzers a lot. And that kind of made it redundant when you're looking at what the opposing offense is going to do. And it's not that the pass rush claim is lame or, or too predictable, but it was just that opposing offenses never really felt like, Oh, that boundary quarter could be coming off the edge at any moment. Oh, that, that slot can be coming off the edge at any moment. It was just, if it's the linebacker, if it's not the linebackers, then it's probably nobody. And that made things really redundant where you can just go, all right, running back, keep a look uh, on, we'll say, Shamar or Scooby. Keep your eye on them. If they run in, pick them up. If they don't run in, go run your route, do whatever it is that you're going to do, because if they don't run in, we're probably not getting blitzed. It's probably just rushing forward. We can probably call it a day at that point. And so. For Florida, it got really, again, not, it, it wasn't lame or too predictable. It was just far too, screw it. It was predi- it was predictable where if it wasn't the linebacker blitzing, then you were probably not getting blitzed at all. And Ron Roberts, on the other hand, is a little bit of a psychopath. Um, blitzing the slot corner, the star, the nickel, whatever it is, Blitzing that position way more frequently than Austin Armstrong did. And so I do look at Ron Roberts joining the staff as okay, linebackers are probably going to be, first off, the linebackers this year for Florida are better than they were last year for Florida. But also that, and by that I mean they're better, they're going to be less of a liability in coverage, because that's also a possibility as to why Austin Armstrong blitzed them so much is that he was just like, hey, they're kind of a liability in coverage, so let's blitz them, and then we don't have to worry about them being a liability in coverage. So that is absolutely a possibility as to why that was, but with Ron Roberts and an improved linebacker room with a like Pop Howard, Shamar James coming back again, no more Scooby. Uh, you're looking at improved linebacker play. We can trust them in coverage more but also Ron Roberts is going to go, hey, we should probably blitz from other sides and cause a little bit more chaos than what we're causing. And that will hopefully be more effective because when you blitz a defensive back, it's not super common that opposing offenses are looking at that or looking for that in general. It, it's not very common that that's the case. So when you have, let's say last year when Jaden Hill was used as a pass rusher, actually... We'll we'll use last year, Jason Marshall Jr. When he was used as a pass rusher, he had a few batted passes. He generated a little bit of pressure. It was an effective strategy. Obviously you can't do it all the time, but it was an effective strategy when he dialed it up. And so you got to think, you know, you do that just a little bit more and just make them respect it. Cause the way that you use defensive backs as pass rushers, it was on average, like one and a half times per game, a defensive back is blitzing. That's not much of a sample size to really say, oh, we we shouldn't do that. So for Florida, I think that adding Ron Roberts really helps you because he he loves blitzing the slot. He likes blitzing safeties, and Austin Armstrong will hopefully take that into account and go, all right, let's maybe not just blitz linebackers exclusively. Call me crazy but that might be a decent approach as far as developing a pass rush plan and actually improving that. Then there's also the Ron Roberts special of creepers and sim pressures, which we'll talk about in just a second. But first, we're going to get a quick word from FanDuel. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is directed by FanDuel Sportsbook. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Yeah, any winning $5 bet. It's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. I personally, I don't bet too much on the Knicks, but I do bet on Bradley Beal, Cade Cunningham, someone that I do very much enjoy betting on. Um trying to think of who else. I, I like to go like point guard rebounds because it's usually, you know, Two and a half for like Steph Curry. He averages more than that. And so that's 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 my approach. I go, which teams give up a lot of rebounds and point guards. I'm gonna bet that point guard to get a couple of rebounds because it's usually a low line to hit. So it's fairly easy at that point. That's just my approach. I'm just saying visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Remember the Fandle is an official sports book partner of the NBA. To wrap up today's show, we're going to talk about creepers and sim pressures, which are Ron Roberts' specialties. And we've talked about this before. I am a betting man. I will bet you any amount of money that we will talk about this again. Hell, probably this month even, because a big part of the Ron Roberts coaching tree and Ron Roberts' coaching philosophy that I do think he's going to bring with him from Auburn to Florida, because again, that's something that he had all the way back to the Delta State days, is the first time that obviously I wasn't interested in scheming them. But as far as I'm concerned, he's, he's been doing it since Delta State, maybe even before then. But for those of you who don't know, because we're going to use these terms a lot and I will soon stop explaining them, but Creepers is a replacement blitz. So it's where you're blitzing without blitzing. You don't show blitz. Let's say you blitz your slot corner and then you have your jack linebacker drop into coverage. So you're rushing an unorthodox pass rusher. You're dropping an orthodox pass rusher or traditional pass rusher into coverage. And you are now generating pressure from a different direction because you're usually overloading a side or overloading a gap without sacrificing coverage on the back end, obviously you don't have as good a coverage player in coverage, but you're not leaving these open gaps everywhere by sending five or six. And then you've got five or six in coverage or six or five in coverage. And so you're still rushing four, you're dropping seven, but you're rushing a different four. You're dropping a different seven into coverage. And a big part of it is to stop RPOs, which we'll talk about as we get closer to those, because that's actually going to be very relevant for the schedule that you're playing this year for Florida of stopping the RPO and addressing the RPO. And so for Florida, Ron Roberts Creepers is going to be a thing. That's one of the reasons that last segment I talked about, oh, you're probably going to see more safety blitzes, more of your nickel, your star blitzing, more of your uh, boundary corner. Because those are the guys that you rush them and then you drop an edge off the other side. And now you're overloading one side. And you'll probably see it more from the slot. That's an easy spot to get it from, especially when teams do go condensed. Uh, if you watch the Super Bowl, Isaiah McDuffie being used as a pass rusher because the 49ers condensed their sets. Uh, so that's one way. And you'll probably see Ron Roberts introduce that more into Florida's defense, which. Austin Armstrong did it, and also it's not just, oh, you, you you blitz one guy, you drop one. You can blitz two and drop two as long as you're doing the same amount. Creepers, replacement blitz. Sim pressure is when you're crowding line of scrimmage with, you know, five, six, hell, seven defenders, and they're all lined up looking to rush, and then when you snap the ball, bunch of them drop back. You're rushing no more than four, and so that's the sim pressure where you're simulating that you're going to send pressure. And it causes just chaos for offensive linemen, for the quarterback, for tight ends, for honestly, everybody, except maybe the wide receivers, even the slot though, except maybe the wide receivers, because there's so many players where it's like, all right, if I'm a tight end, I'm left tackles or the right tackles to my left. So I'm on the right side of the right tackle I'm the farthest guy on the line and there's a a linebacker standing up here in the defensive end here, I have a responsibility. It could be whatever it may be in that system, but I have a responsibility. And then if they drop and it's like, oh, the linebacker blitzes and the DN drops, and my responsibility is, it's different because I was supposed to be blocking the DN and he's dropping into coverage and now I have to move. And it just causes, it causes an offense to work in such good I'm, I'm, so it works so well in sync, I guess, like a well-oiled machine that if you're not prepared for those things, you're going to be thrown for a loop. And it's not something that you're going to see every single time. You're going to see it every game, but not. it's not going to be a thing where you see it, oh, every three plays, you're seeing creepers or sim pressures. It's about having these things. They're supposed to be part of your toolbox. They're supposed to be a tool in your toolbox. You go, All right, this is what we're doing because you're also going to talk about bringing out fire zones, which blitzing with zone cover three on the back three under three over and, and blitzing there. You're going to be talking about doing all these different kinds of things. And that's a big part that Ron Roberts brings to the table is that Austin Armstrong does all of these things. I just think that Ron Roberts will help him do one more of them. And, and by more, I mean a a larger variety of them Two. Time them better. And and three, kind of work them into the more natural game plan more consistently. Because personally, I think every third down, you got to crowd the line of scrimmage and then you could drop back whoever you want. Like, I think that's a thing for me. So I think almost every third down, you should be running sim pressure. Crowd the line of scrimmage and then make them make decisions quickly with who you're dropping into coverage and make them make choices and make them be on the same page. Because if the receiver sees the linebacker dropping the coverage, he's like, all right, I'm going to sit right here on a curl. But the DN's also dropping into coverage and he's not even looking there. It's causing chaos. And that's really what you're trying to do. And so I do think that when you look at Ron Roberts joining the team and Ron Roberts joining the coaching staff, I think that you're getting better on the coaching side of actually executing these. But then you also look at the players that you have now. You've got better defensive, you've got a better defensive line, you've got a considerably better linebacker room, where now Pup Howard is going to be better at executing these sim pressures and creepers than Scooby was. And I think Sharif Denson will be better at executing them than Jaden Hill was, because I think he's got a little bit quicker of a first step. And that's a huge part when you're blitzing as a slot corner. Is that first step just getting in and getting up ahead of seam? And if you're unblocked, you're going to get there really fast. And if you're not unblocked, I expect you to cause some havoc there in the backfield anyway. So I think that looking at just adding personnel to the roster, adding personnel to the coaching staff, you've improved your pass rush considerably. And if you have, if, if this pass rush this year isn't improved considerably from 2023, then man, are we going to have some seriously difficult conversations. If the pass rush isn't improved, they're probably all getting fired. It's as simple as that. If your pass rush is not improved, your coverage is also going to be struggling, and your defense is going to be terrible again. And you're all probably looking for new jobs at the end of the season. That's what we're talking about here. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. We'll be back tomorrow Talk more Florida Gators football. We got mailbag with a subtext group. If you want to join the subtext group, go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked Gators. Links in the description below. Uh, it's five bucks a month. You have two weeks free at the start of it. Cancel it if you want. There's no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, take it out on you or, or feel any kind of way. Uh, there's also extra content that goes there. For Locked on Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants, Country, and NFL 33, and I'll see you all next time.